This week's episode is brought to you by the Talkbuster podcast. Every episode, Chris Chipman and a guest reminisce their time working for Blockbuster. Now, even if you've never worked for a Blockbuster, I guarantee you'll find the stories both hilarious and relatable. One of my personal favorite stories was when he had a guest retelling his time of working at a porn shop the day before Christmas when they were just packed to the gills. So, listen to the Talkbuster podcast on all your favorite platforms today. Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Your NPR voice has gotten even silkier, and it's even creepier. Uh, you know, the fact that you use the word silky makes me extremely happy, and I'm going to work on getting that silky meter <laughs> even more filled. So I want maximum silkiness. So. Oh, the, our poor people, this is the first episode they're jumping into. Because <laughs> that's not well. Technically, the silky intro voice is my normal. It's not your normal, but <laughs> I know they're just going to be so confused as to what's going on. But this is a weird one to jump into, anyways. Go back and uh, check out some of our back catalog. We got some good stuff in there. Yeah. So before we get into it, how you doing today, man? Oh, uh, all in all, pretty good. I don't think I complain too much outside the normal stuff. All right. I mean, I'm I'm feeling pretty good too. I went on a, a kind of date last night that went well. I didn't go into more details, but put me in a good mood. So yeah, good times. And anyway, before we get into what we're actually talking about today, which is something different and not really a normal buckler, but we can still have to do our patron sound off, which are where we say the names of all the people who are patrons on Patreon, because the least we can do to reward these amazing people who actually like contribute financially to what we do is to recognize their actual names. And they are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brendan Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, Solomansky, and Seth Decker. If you would like to also have me try to say your name, and you know what, next time I do it, I'm going to try to do the silky voice saying the name too. Let's see how that works. But if you'd like to be added to that list, then you can just go to our Patreon at Geeks with Shields. For a dollar a month, you're getting a minimum of a 25 cent per creative content thing kind of value because we release at least four things a month. But most of the time now we release more like six or so just because we got a bunch of little projects going on point is it goes a long way towards helping us and it you know it's awesome so please and thank you <laughs> anyway today we're actually doing kind of a general overview and an introduction to well a project Ulrich, you want to give us the the skinny yeah so if you've been following this podcast for a while you've heard us talk about our secret project as well as a little show called Megas XLR. And if you've been a patron for a while, you remember our echo logs way back last year when we talked about Watchmen on HBO. So we decided to bring that back and combine two things we love, talking and Megas, and do echo logs on all of Megas XLR. Yeah, to be clear, we're, we're probably going to do echo logs and a few other things as well eventually. We already have a like three shows uh, on, on the docket, but... We both agreed that Megas was a really good one to start because uh, a while back I got really into Megas again, just because that happens every couple of years. And I went on to try to look for content about it online, like other podcasters or reviewers. And there's like nothing 
I mean, I knew the show was like kind of obscure and niche, but I didn't realize how much like there was just so few people who have any content about it that I could find on like the podcast sites or on YouTube. And that seems to me to be a travesty because the show is amazing and deserves attention and should be talked about. So I was like, Ulrich, we should do this. And he was like, hell yeah, we should. Yeah, I'm still surprised no one's talking about Magus because I feel like it was popular at the time. Yeah, I found like a couple places like uh, Saturday morning cartoons, but morning spelled like, you know, in morning. They had an, an episode where they talked about like it, but they didn't know about it. They were just told to go watch an episode and then they reviewed that episode essentially. So, but that was like one of the only things I could find. There was very few. Yeah, no, that, that's weird because this... Going back and watching, it's like a lot of times you'll go back and watch something you loved as a child and watch it and go, oh, this isn't good at all. But going back and watching this, going, no, this is just as good, if not better, now that I'm an adult because I know the references better. You know what's funny about that? I'm thinking about that a lot, and I don't know if it makes it better. It's just different because I feel like appreciation for Magus when I was, you know, like 10, when I was watching it, was a lot more visceral whereas now my appreciation is a little more cerebral and it's just a different kind of experience it's all good though so <laughs> yeah no this this show is awesome so let's do a quick rundown like the basics that you need to know about what megas is and we'll probably do something similar when we do the first episode as well but just for a like, hey, you're listening to this. This is a project we might do. This will tell you whether you're going to be interested in actually following said project, essentially. Well, I shouldn't say a project we might do. We are going to do this. But now this will tell you if you if you should care or not. So, Vegas is a animation, a uh, Cartoon Network animation from, I want to say, 2004. I should have brought the wiki page up while we were talking about this. And it started off as a pilot called Lowbrow, which kind of really gets across what it is and it was a completely episodic 26 episode two season series uh essentially that was a homage slash parody of well almost anything but primarily mech and mecha anime and television shows that followed essentially what would happen if a regular dude from modern day you know then 2004 uh jersey found a 120 foot tall robot from the future and was able to fix and pilot it with his skills at video games and being a car guy that's it's a pretty simple premise actually <laughs> yeah i mean it works because it's such a simple premise but then it just goes and has fun in the whole genre with a capital g yeah, but almost certainly if you can think of a, you know, big, important genre piece, and I don't just mean things like, you know, with, with mech, like Voltron and whatnot, but Evil Dead, or, you know, Power Rangers, which I guess also falls into mech, or uh, kaiju stuff, like, there's going to be something, Transformers, right? There's going to be something in Megas that is directly pointing the finger at that and being like, hey, look at how cool slash ridiculous this is. Yeah, I feel like if you enjoy this podcast, you're going to enjoy Megas. Just, I feel like the Venn diagram there is a perfect circle. Yeah. And now, because it came out in 2004, and it's a little 
little on the older side. It's not quite up to, say, modern-day animation stats. But I'd say if you were into things like, I don't know, like Teen Titans or even like the the, the DC animated kind of stuff, it, it falls into similar kind of animation styles, although maybe a little, a little heavier on the anime-ish kind of look. But I think that's because most of the mech shows that it is parodying slash homaging tended to be anime. Yeah, so. no, it starts from that in that, you know, and uh, giant robots, you think Japan. But Megus is definitely in the Western style of mechs in that he has lots of guns. Yeah, also his mech is painted with flames and has like trucker mud flaps with girl silhouettes <laughs> on them. So, <laughs> oh, and the cockpit like... is his car. So, yes, you know. which is a muscle car, if we haven't mentioned that. Yeah, but the the big thing is that this is a show, and I we've recorded a few like reviews of this already that haven't been released. Spoiler, but uh, there's one thing I will say many times while talking about this, which is that Megas runs on old school cartoon logic. It is not meant to be watched as like a serious follow the storyline kind of thing. It's closer to like an old Looney Tunes cartoon where if something is cool or funny. That's what's going to happen, not if something makes sense. So, And the control panel changes episode to episode as the need arises. There's no, there's not a real lot of uh, internal... Con- well, there's some internal... It's actually a fair... I don't want to say, say there's not a lot of internal continuity, but there is, but not in relation to Megus, the giant robot, as much as there is in background jokes and character development, as much as that is a thing in this show. Yeah, there's a handful of recurring characters. One majorly recurring antagonist who's not actually as interesting as a lot of the new things. But yeah, it it plays around with, you know, it's more like revisiting jokes than actual continuity. So. (laughs) And yeah, this show is still funny. Like, that was one of the things going back. Like, okay, this show was funny as hell when I was a kid. Is it still funny? Yes. It still has some great jokes, namely at the expense of New Jersey which it's New Jersey, so I think it's allowed. Yeah, but I, I think for me, that is the most important thing to get on board with, though, is if you can get on board with it's a mech show that runs on Looney Tune logic and you can, like, interact with it and that's in that mental place, you're going you're gonna to enjoy this. Because the, the few people I found who talked about it, there were a couple that didn't like it, but their reasons tended to be that they were, at least in my estimations, they were criticizing it in the same way they would criticize something like Big O or you know a bad Gundam, where they were applying metrics to it that Megas not only you know doesn't care about, but like actively rejects. So if yeah, that makes any sense. no, that, that that that's fair. So I feel like at this point we should talk about the three main characters. All right. So in this show, there are three characters that are in every episode. They are the primary characters. There are a handful of characters that are extremely recurring, but these are the three that are primary. Our, our main, main character, Coop, the is the Jersey guy I mentioned. He's a gearhead and a video gamer. He's large and overweight and proud of it, which I actually think is a really cool, interesting body image message but he's the one who pilots megas he's the one who fixes it and megas is the name of the robot by the way so the show megas xlr literally is megas extra large robot so the xlr stands for but the megas is the, the the bot and coop pilots fixes maintains it he is 
ridiculous. He loves being the best at video games. He loves wrestling. He loves eating a lot. Uh, and he doesn't like people getting in the way of his routine, essentially. Oh, and he likes smashing stuff. He loves smashing stuff. He, he yeah. was engineered to appeal to prepubescent boys. Pretty much. Which is why it's funny that the secondary, or the second main character, Jamie, is his sidekick is not the right word for it, but is his best friend. He sits uh, shotgun. He's always in the, the passenger seat. He's uh, voiced by Steve Plum. By the way, the voice of Coop is David DeLuise, who I don't expect most listeners to know who that is. But, um, you know, you might recognize the name DeLuise, which, yes, he is related to that one. So, but anyway, yeah, Steve Blum is Jamie, his his best friend, who is a coward and a slacker. And they never make jokes about it because this was a Cartoon Network show, but is totally a stoner. Like, they probably both are, but Jamie gives off the vibe way more. So... And Jamie likes smashing stuff, too, and he's a little more vindictive and mean than Coop is, but he's also a lot lazier. He doesn't like doing things. He just likes to see things burn, essentially, and he's always look trying to get chicks, especially space chicks. So, yep. Planet of the Amazons. He's hard. He's easy to hate very early, but there's actually a lot going on under the trunk when it comes to Jamie that, well, we'll talk about when we get to that. And then the third main character, who's more important than Jamie, actually, is Kiva, who is the who's a woman from the future from like year 3000, who she didn't build Megas. Megas was originally built by an alien species, but she and her people captured or stole Megas and then modified it for human use and she's the one who basically accidentally caused it to go back in time to be found by Coop in the first place and then she followed it back in time lost her ability to travel through time and now she's stuck with Coop as she tries to train him to use Megas to fight off an alien invasion in the future that basically destroys Earth so she is you know that that that, uh, plot synopsis is like the most basic, boring, last Starfighter-style sci-fi plot. But the way this show tweaks it is interesting. Yeah, Kiva is stoic, uh, you know, kind of taciturn. She's extremely intelligent. So she's the brains of the operation. She's a badass hand-to-hand fighter because she grew up essentially in a resistance. She... How do I explain this? There's a lot of times where she gets put into situations or into the back seat right i mean she literally is in the back seat all the time she wishes she could be in the front but jamie calls shotgun all the time so kiva is really cool she is meant to be the the cool character and the very obviously i would be the protagonist if this was a serious show kind of character so she has to a lot of the humor from her comes from her being essentially a gundam protagonist stuck in a like an aqua teen hunger force kind of situation so <laughs> you're not wrong yeah and kiva's great it's hard to explain her more because unfortunately she gets the least amount of characterization she tends to be she's like the straight man of the group but yes, the straight man is important so. so anyway i don't really know anything else really to talk about the show goes into details that we'll talk about on an episode-by-episode basis. The point is that these are our three main characters, and every episode they deal with some trapping of genre, particularly mech genre fiction, and how they handle it. There's an episode where they fight what are essentially Voltron. There's another episode where they fight essentially the Transformers. 
There's another one where the Sailor Scouts, they don't call them that, but they're definitely the Sailor Scouts show up and they think that Jamie is Coop and that he's gonna can save their planet from a crazy monster. Like stuff like this just happens in Magus and you really learn to go with it. So, yep, there's a Godzilla episode. There's one where Bruce, there's two where Bruce Campbell shows up playing essentially Modoc, but Bruce Campbell. Yeah, oh, let's talk that that's another big selling point. The celebrity voice actors they they get in here there are a lot of odd little ones i mean uh my favorite is michael dorn who actually voices a number of characters but he voices a character in episode three that is me and Ulrich have agreed possibly the best episode of the series and because of yes. him entirely so <laughs> which if you don't know michael no. dorn that's warp from the star trek next generation so yes and i love that episode and i smile every time i think about it See, I know you said I smile, but it sounded like I smell. <laughs> <laughs> so I think before we wrap this little, you know, teaser, preview, what have you, we got to talk about what's the appeal of the show? Why do we love it? I mean, I feel like I already talked. For me, the appeal is it's a mech show, but Looney Tunes. Like, yeah. literally, the, all the best jokes are the ones that are poking fun at things or don't make any sense. Like, there's an episode... Literally, where it's that one we were talking about, where smashing isn't working, and so Kiva's like, "All right, Coop, smashing isn't working, so don't smash." And Coop goes, "Smashing? But I like smashing." And he looks down at his keep or at his uh, control console, and it's a series of buttons that say "smashing," "more smashing," "even more smashing," "general pummeling," you know, just just things like that. Or there's one episode that is my favorite console joke ever. That involves a button surrounded by uh, arrows that says, do not press. That means you, Coop. So, and he's the one who designed the console. So, anyway. It's... Yeah. No, I, I love the show. And I think this is one of those shows that would do gangbusters if it was released today. Yeah, and unfortunately, and we mentioned this, you know, mentioned this a couple times, Megas was not only canceled but was written off by Cartoon Network as a tax thing, which put it in a rights limbo, which means it's basically impossible to revive the show. There have been several fan efforts to do it, but because of this weird legal limbo it exists in, they legally can't do make any profit off of it. So they legally can't do anything with it. So the show is yeah. as dead as a show can be, essentially. Unfortunately. But I mean, just so much of the humor and... The way it's done, this would do gangbusters. People would love this. They would pour over trying to find the obscure references hidden in the background. And it's weird to say that about a show that came out almost 20 years ago. Maybe almost 20 years. I'm not going to try and do the math on it right now. 16 years ago. So <laughs> that it, it still is that, that relevant and still works that well without any real tweaking, you know? Yeah. I will say, too, that be aware that when we do these reviews, because... Megas is doing a lot of these Looney Tunes kind of jokes. We'll be talking about the plots and our favorite bits, and we will probably repeat ourselves a lot because a lot of times what's good about one Megas episode tends to be the same thing that's kind of good about other Megas episodes. And you know what they say about trying to dissect a joke. But if you're interested in having an idea or following a journey with us as we go back and revisit the show, you know, come join us. Yeah. I don't think there's much more to say. Nope. As far as I know. So in that case, well, we just go on out to the outro. 
and right. and that's on my job this time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Join us for our Mega XLR e-logs because they're basically echo logs. And you know, the more people that see this and projects like that, the the more that we can grow, and the more that we grow, the the more we can do. Ulrich has been working his ass off to you know have so many like good projects for us, and and he deserves the validation. He's 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 a good man. All right, and if you want to follow us on one of our various projects we are working on, you can find us at these wonderful, wonderful places, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now, do us a favor and let us know where you are listening from, either on one of those apps or through social media. We'd really like to know. And as always, this has been Axel Wright. And his shield brother, Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable. Hello, this is the Geeks with Shields here. This is me, Axel Wright, and Lord Commander Orc. And we're here to give you a brief snippet of our review of the first episode of Megas XLR Patreon exclusive. So here you go. Hello, everyone. It's Axel Wright here from the Geeks with Shields, along with my shield brother, Lord Commander Orc. And we're here for a a new Echo Log series. The last time we did this, was the last time um, Watchmen? Was that the last one we did? Yes, that was the last one we did. And then we got sidetracked doing Book Club and never came back. Hello, everyone. It's Axel Wright here from the Geeks with Shields, along with my shield brother, Lord Commander Ulrich. And we're here for a a new Echo Log series. The last time we did this, was the last time um, Watchmen? Was that the last one we did? Yes. That was the last one we did. And then we got sidetracked doing Book Club and never came back. Yeah, no, you're wrong. I love Book Club. But I had this idea a while back. Uh, there's a show that both Ulrich and I really like that I feel like is actually way less well-known than I thought because I couldn't find, like, podcast content about it. And if you've read the title of this, then you already know what we're talking about, which is Megas XLR, something that Ulrich and I have talked about at any opportunity during our regular episodes. <laughs> Because it's a really good show. And so it deserved next, so much more than it got. Yes. So over the next, uh, I guess it would be 26 weeks, so half a year, um, we're going to be talking about just an episode a week because uh, it's a pretty short show. We only had two seasons of 13 episodes apiece. And we're just going to go through, and if you find it interesting, I'll tell you right now, even if you have not watched it, if you listen to us and this sounds interesting – Go find the show. It's available on iTunes. Uh, that's the only official place I could find it. So, but it's it's worth your time. Anyway, so the the we're gonna start with episode one, which is called Test Drive. It's not the pilot. The pilot was called Lowbrow, but I couldn't find that. So, Test Drive. I do the recap on Book Club. So why don't you do the recap here, Ork? All right. Real simple. The show opens with a giant mech battle in space to kind of set up the theme and tone of the show. And uh, it's revealed that humanity is fighting these giant armored squid slug people. The Glorfed. Yeah, the Glorfed. Yeah. And then uh, cuts to they have to get this experimental uh, robot out called Magus. They open a time portal to help it, you know, get escaped. Uh, Pilot gets sucked in to the time portal alongside Magus and sent back in time to an indeterminate time. It doesn't really say. Magus is implied to have been there forever. Well, the I believe the details. So the future is 3037, and it gets and Magus gets sent back to the 1930s at the very earliest because that's when the the junkyard opened is in the 30s. Yeah. 
Oh, by the so, way, this is all a cartoon, but it's a cartoon in that kind of like semi-realistic. Like most people have what can be considered real-world proportions with some exaggerations, but for the most part, these look like real people. So yeah. So then you know we cut to our two main characters, Coop and Jamie, and Coop is showing off his big project in his garage, which appears just to be a muscle car. A uh, 1970s Plymouth Barracuda, to be specific. <laughs> yeah, and Jamie's like, oh, that's cool, but this is it. And then Coop pushes a button, and we revealed Magus in all his glory, a giant blue roadster-themed robot 